This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And again, I don't want to know how you know RuPaul's getting, getting his or her coins up. Hey, what's good, folks? It's your boy, the Bowman 12L, a.k.a. Black Aquaman. And as always, you are listening to the 37th, 41st edition of the Slam Bros Show. With me, as always, is Illawasi. It was good. Everything is gravy. What up, Bowman? Let's get it. I thought we discussed a few episodes ago, you weren't allowed to stand next to people because you was at NYC Comic Con making everyone look like small children. <laughs> Except for uh, Eliel Lucero. Shout out to him. Finally got to meet him face to face. He definitely uh, always holds it down. We do comics I copped. And, uh, you know, so it was cool to meet that cat in person. Met Val Complex, a couple of other listeners. So it was a cool NYCC experience. Hopefully lined up some special guests for some future episodes of the Slam Bros. If, uh, we're uh, working on that. You know, if that comes to fruition or not. Because uh, these wrestlers have some shady people around them in their circles. <laughs> so we'll see what comes of it, though. Hey, before we get to those dirt shoots, let's actually hit a special edition of Comics I Cop from other than NYC. What you cop from NYC? Oh, man. All oh, kind of greatness. I mean, I was there holding it down, repping the Slam Bros and the Fan Bros out there doing my thing. Um, you know, I'm a big comics head, so I definitely would love to get the, the Comics I Cop show really rocking. But, you know, there's a, a big hold up on that front. But um, NYCC was great. There were a lot of legends in the house. Uh, WWE legends were in the house. Um, so, you know, it was cool. I, I grabbed some stuff from Image and Skybound, some nice sacred, you know, sacred creatures, Gasolina, Wicked and Divine uh, hardcover joints. So there's a lot of great comics out there for people to cop. But enough of all that. Let's dig in the dirt. Grab your shovel. <laughs> Alright, boom, let's get in the dirt sheets this week uh, The question is, not really the dirt sheets, but who's not showing up to work this week? Man, it was all good just a week ago, or was it? Uh, seems Neville just uh, pulled a stone cold Steve Austin, took his ball, and went home And that was like, uh, fuck you hoes <laughs> yeah to the surprise of everyone uh neville has seemingly quit the company 
this shit hit like a ton of bricks last Monday when he wasn't there. Apparently, Neville quitting uh, prompted the company to rewrite on the spot and is why Kalisto is the current cruiserweight champion. But no one's really saying anything. Neville hasn't said anything. WWE's denying everything. And also, um, they're not confirming anything. But multiple sources, like Pro Wrestling Insider, have said that Neville has been unhappy with his position. He's been unhappy with his direction. He's been a little bitter because he was uh, left off of the WrestleMania Blu-ray and DVD. His kickoff match show, uh, his, his kickoff match with uh, uh, the greatest man, Double uh, A, Austin Aries, was left off, meaning he could not get any royalties from DVD sales, which was, uh, of course, one of the motivating factors that influenced Austin Aries as for his release earlier in the year. So, wait, so Aries knew about the Blu-ray, or he just didn't like being in the that slot? Uh, he didn't like being in the slot compound with the lack of royalties from the Blu-ray was part of his decision to ask for his release. Gotcha. Okay. Because Aries saw himself more than just being stuck on 205 Live and being a cruiserweight. And it seemed that the E just wanted to leave him in there. And I guess it's the same thing Neville is seeing himself. So, yeah. So, even though uh, new rumors today are saying that even though uh, Neville's been unhappy since January and he's looking to try and pull a Cody road seeing you can make good money on the Indies and, you know, do the best work you can choosing the dates you want to work, you know? So, well, I mean, it's a lot of the WWE wrestlers. That's the rumor that a lot of them are considering hitting up Cody Rhodes and going that route, you know, seeing if they can see success outside of WWE. Well, now that they got, you know, I mean, that's smart though. Once you've got a lot of WWE checks under your belt, you know, you got a couple of hundred thousand dollars saved up tucked away. Then you can hit the indies, maybe make a lesser payday, but it's still good money, and live your life. So yeah. if you manage your money well, you know, tucked away those those merch sales. That's why Alicia Fox looking for that shirt. <laughs> Yo, I'm, look, I'm so glad we we're gonna talk about it later, man. But you know, I was so excited that she got a new shirt. You just like that's merch. That legit is merch. That's like money in her pocket, like. If you don't have merch, if you don't have a lot of merch, you can't get those checks coming in every month. Those extra checks. Homegirl only had one shirt in 10 years. Like, right? That's that's whack, yo. That's whack. Now she has a new shirt. Well, her, it's not the best shirt, her entire, but at least it's a her shirt. Her entire character is whack, but, you know, that's a story for another day, I guess. <laughs> but we also had rumors that Nia Jax is actually uh, getting a little spicy, too. Nia and, Bay. Uh, Say it ain't so. Trying to lead the E. That she's uh, she's looking for a higher payday. That you know she feels that her work is being underappreciated. Her position. True. True. And uh, she's yo power move. She's the Rock's cousin. Yo, she's a cousin we actually like. She's dope. <laughs> she's a, she's a good wrestler. I mean, she has a you know a unique look. She does a thing. And she, yo, has, she has fly, a good man. a good following. So I mean, she's she's dope. She's good. You know, uh, she's very motivational. Uh, like you know, you talk to her. She's like plus size model, whatever that means. I won't even say plus size. I just say she's a model. You know, uh, inspirational. A lot of people out there does what you want. She's cool. Plays the Sega Genesis. Kick it old school. Not a champions. Like uh, um, 
Excuse me, Eternal Champions getting my Genesis games mixed up, man. Yo, I, keep I, back I, in the day, man. I don't, I don't know if I even want to know how you know all these weird details about Nia Jax like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if I wanted to go there under Creeper Well with you. <laughs> nah, she's she's been on uh, Xavier Woods' channel, Up, Up, Down, Down. And so she's talking about how, you know, she used to chill at The Rock uh, when she was younger. She'd get advice from him and um, how Eternal Champions was one of her games on the Genesis. Now, mind you, I didn't play Eternal Champions like that, all right? It wasn't my thing. Uh, I was more of an Earthworm Gym guy, that Sonic and Knuckles, and, of course, that Street <laughs> Fighter 2. That was that was me, you know? Um, but, you know, we all had the games we played back in Sega Genesis because we wasn't making money like that. We was just jits in the street, so that's what it was. But Nia, she's, she's trying to get paid. She's The Rock's cousin. Pay this girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's squatting with two divas on her back, yo. Like, pay this girl. And WWE stay fucking up, though, especially the women's <laughs> division. I mean, so that goes back to Gail Kim back in the day. It's just so much. They have talented wrestlers, and they let these fucking Bellas get the strap and do dumb shit. And it's like, it's just stupid. Hashtag WWE logic. You know, Nia Jax is dope. I mean, you got Bailey, Sasha, Alexa Bliss. They can all go in the ring. And they just do dumb shit, you know. They 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 just let the whole situations, you know, fritter away. I mean, true, awesome Kong got pregnant, but they still could have brought her back. So it's just they, yeah, they could have brought her back. Like so disrespectful. Like she could have came back. So I mean, like ladies get pregnant. I newsflash. <laughs> newsflash to the E. Oh my God, you have babies. So since when? Oh. But yeah, so a lot of people trying to get away, break away from WWE, you know, from the uh, the wrestling masters, and uh, get out on their own. They they's trying to be free <laughs> on the indie oh, scene and circuit. Well, cool, man. Is that everything in the dirt? Or did you, did you find now, something? We else? have a little bit more in the dirt. Uh, uh, apparently, don't say it. Don't. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bray Wyatt. Oh, Brother Bo Dallas okay. and uh, JoJo are sick. Or maybe it's just, what is it? I think the report is that Bo is sick with meningitis. And because, um, you know, Bro and his brother, they, tra- they they travel together, you know. So they've been keeping them home. Uh, Bray has been kept isolated just as a preventative. He's not sick, but they're, you know, they're watching for symptoms and whatnot. Ah, while Bo so Dallas that's recovers. why he's only been on the screen. Yeah, and uh, also JoJo is also being kept off the screen too because yeah, she be all up on that Bray Wyatt, Ew. which is which is still a thing. I guess so, but it, but isn't Bray and his wife still a thing? I don't even you know I don't even know the inner workings of these people. Like I'm not judging. I'm not judging nobody's business. Because I mean Bray Bray's married. You know JoJo is supposed to be the side piece from, from what I like, understand. These are, these are grown adults making adult decisions. I mean, I guess so. You know, maybe. <laughs> so that's that probably gives some offering as why uh, Bray Wyatt's been making his uh, his sixth grade uh, you know TV production videos. Basically, I mean, because <laughs> I, I would too though, because that puts everything in perspective. That really, it's like you, you know, you 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 uh you got JoJo as your side piece. You're winning in life, even if you're losing in the ring. <laughs> it's just something about you got JoJo as your side chick. Yeah, yeah. 
So, you know, I, we gotta we might we might have to tone it back on, on Bray Wyatt just a taste. Although this whole Sister Abigail thing, I we have to see how it plays out because is it gonna be Paige, the ghost who wrestles, or is it gonna be Dra uh Bray in drag? I mean, I don't know which direction they're gonna go, and I'm look. I'm I'm, think, I'm having visions of Randy Orton on the wrestling ring. Uh, that's a fucking uh, TV oh, screen oh, flashing God. through my eyes. But you know, we can look, discuss I feel like to even call it drag would be disrespectful to RuPaul. My man RuPaul is out here making money right now, and and to even call that drag is disrespectful to all the work this man's done over the last twenty years. And again, I don't want to know how you know RuPaul's getting getting his or her coins up. Hey, you got you got to listen to these podcasts, man. Shout out to Alicia Tyler. Yeah, uh, she did a, she did a podcast with Ru years ago. A uh, very interesting listen on her uh, Girl on Guy podcast about three years ago. Go, listen. she's got a lot of great interviews in there. Uh, if you go back and listen to it, um, but two more things uh, in the dirt sheets. Illa, let me propose an idea to you and the rest of the Slam Bros. All right. Uh, as we know, WWE logic is just horrible. Often leaves us scratching our heads, wondering what the hell is going on. What in the hell? So I was talking to the homie Megaran. Shout out Megaran. Um, Matt Mania podcast. Check it out. Yeah, I didn't even get to holler at Megaran while I was up at NYCC. Damn. Shout out to the homie Megaran. He's like, yo, why don't y'all cover more Ring of Honor? And then an idea hit me. What if we just cut off wwe for a month and for you know our two episodes we get out for an entire month we just watch ring of honor in new japan well, all right you want to you want to see the the good wrestling i don't know just cut it off i mean wwe's bad but if you want to see some good wrestling uh ring of honor world no excuse me new japan world's out there we get a key it's not a bad you idea you see the g1 let's hear from the, the slam bros the slam bros family the Slam Brethren. What, what say you, Slam Bros? It's kind of getting crickets on my end, but you know, you know, the people, let the people speak. Like, y'all want to see some real headbutts? Y'all want to see where Seth Rollins got his new finisher from? We can actually see some match with Kenny Omega and what it's supposed to actually look like. The rain trigger? Uh, whatever. Yeah, he's called, he called, Kenny Omega calls it the V-trigger knee because of Street Fighter reference, but I have no clue. Uh, Seth Rollins calls it the ripcord knee, but it just looks just looks stupid when Seth does it. It's just, just not the same. I mean, what do you expect from a dude who dresses like a Power Ranger? Come on. Oh, man. Uh, yo, more on that later. But right now, of course, it's time for our weekly update. No fucking way. <laughs> no way did this dude do something else. <laughs> no, you're about to say something completely different. I know you are. Go ahead. Let me hear what you got to say. No, it's it's time for the further oh, adventures. Oh man, <laughs> Jesus! This dude needs no. to be doing some uh some uh the most interesting man in the world commercials. He needs to get with that beer company and like get the old man out, get the new dude out, and he needs to take over that role. Man, all right. So what, what, what happens when now? he gets his life together? When he gets his life together, we'll be out of a segment. Uh, just a segment gone. <laughs> so, Alberto, you know, you and the ghost who wrestles, y'all keep doing what y'all do because you keep providing this premium content for the Slam Bros. And that just never ceases to amaze me. Last Adventures. 
Hey, Alberto, Albertron, Jesus, amigos. When we last joined our hero, it was discovered that El Patron apparently still had a job and was going to be receiving a promotion after said job after being suspended from his parent company. Well, his company has made it made it clear that Patron will be coming back to work at Bound for Glory. Uh, allegedly, this is a wrestling pay-per-view. And after said pay-per-view, he'll be getting a big push. So, Alberto is still working his magic. But today, our update's slightly different. Our homie Alberto, as we know, uh, remember he said he was going to step down from the president role of Combat America, but then just kind of chilled and waited for uh, the heat to go down, as Ellie described it as, you know, white people shit. Yeah, he, he, he <laughs> Donald Trump that situation. <laughs> well, uh, he's still president of Combat Americas, and to promote the promotion... Alberto has started a new podcast series on iTunes uh, where he will be pretty much introducing the world to some of the fighters of the promotion and actually breaking down the tournament that will be held in Combat America. He'll be conducting interviews. He'll be breaking down the tournament. Apparently, like $100,000 is on the line. And um, he'll be going to the histories of these fighters. Uh, apparently, these fighters from Latin America and the United States. Uh, interesting enough, uh, Alberto, he does it for the people, his people. Podcast is only in Spanish. So if you know Spanish, good. If you're trying to learn Spanish, good way to listen. If you're trying to get your Alberto fix, apparently they drop in episodes like twice a week. Yeah, that boy's putting in work. Yeah. Yeah. It's always something out per Alberto, man. This look entrepreneur, right? Restaurant owner. President of MMA company, I, I, podcaster. I have to actually give him credit because this isn't some tragic world ending episode. This is actually <laughs> mostly a positive installment in the adventures, the adventuras of Alberto El Patron. So I actually got to give him some props this time out. <laughs> How long can this last, y'all? We know this man's man. history. <laughs> I'm surprised and taken aback every time. <laughs> Every time. Alright, let's get to it. Of course, the never-ending gauntlet of WWE pay-per-views once again continues this Sunday with table ladders and chairs. Oh, damn, man, this is work, yo. Can I just enjoy a Sunday? Just fold my clothes and get ready for school in the morning. Teach these miserable children. Instead, I have to go to sleep all aggravated. Like, what the hell is going on? Because I'm watching the <laughs> WWE pay-per-view. Oh, man. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. All right. You're right. Uh, we're going to make some predictions, as always. Because this is what all wrestling podcasts are boiling down to now. Because it's a damn pay-per-view every five days. Uh, kickoff show, Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox. Wow, Sasha Banks is on the kickoff show. That's that's got to sting just a bit, just sting, just a little bit. Yo, but the homie Alicia Fox is on the kickoff show though. <laughs> Dog, you must have equity or something in Alicia Fox. 
Look, it's we're both from Florida. Uh, she's been kicking it for 10 years. I got to respect that. She hasn't been fired yet. Uh, we know how the WWE likes to treat black folks. So it's like she's been like the spook who sat by the door. Like she's biding her time playing these white folks. And they think she's not really there. But really, they think she's crazy. But she's probably planning something smarter than all of us. And she's going to start a revolution one day. You watch. Alicia Fox. Yeah, that, that sounds wonderful on paper. <laughs> but in real life. <laughs> nah, son. <laughs> nah. Because this is a kickoff show. And Alicia's gotten her ass handed to her twice by Sasha Banks. There is a chance she might actually win this one. Just as a surprise. And well, she did get that her, one victory a couple months. Her ago. merch a boost. Yeah, yeah. the The merch does need the boost. I will say that, like, Alicia, like her her character is problematic for me because it's like, yo, the crazy black woman thing. But she does crazy in a way that's like, sometimes I I let it slide because on Monday, like when she threw the ref down and then she sat down next to the ref, like, why are you down here? <laughs> I mean, it's a sad, miserable trope that she's playing, you know, archetype, but she, she does it well because she is definitely annoying and irritating when she does her tantrums. I mean, but unless they elevate her, it's kind of like, all right, whatever, you know? And she's been around for, what, damn near a decade? Yeah. So, I mean, they need to do something with her. And, you know, they find her, story-wise, kayfabe, they find her, and I was like, man, so you can so kayfabe you can beat the living hell out of a fellow wrestler but don't touch a referee or you'll get fined hashtag exactly okay so um you're going with uh maybe a fox surprise win um i'll say a fox win too just to get that merch sale she got that new shirt Gotta have something to believe in. All right, next up, we have Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan versus Jack Gallagher and the Brian Kendrick out there repping for the 205 Live show. I don't watch 205 Live. I, I learned previously that apparently they have multiple storylines going on, and this is the second storyline <laughs> that's going on. Cedric Alexander, the folk hero of the Cruiserweight Classic, who was willed on to a contract by the WWE Universe, summoned Triple H from the back, is now here in a nonsensical feud with Jack Gallagher and the Brian Kendrick. I no clue. Hashtag WWE logic. I don't know what's going on here. Um, I see uh, Cedric and Rich Swan with the victory over Gallagher and the Brian Kendrick. Because, uh, you know, the 50-50 booking, Gallagher and D. Brian Kendrick have been beating uh, Cedric's bottom pause for the last couple weeks. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit so, you know, um, this is time to get a little little payback. I like uh Gallagher's fighting outfit now. He's you know, he's like, yo, I'm a Brooklyn I'm a I'm a London brawler now. You know? Gallagher is dope. I always liked his character. He was always weird. He's always distinctive. So, so you know, I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. 
It's like he wasn't wearing, he was just in like, you know, wrestling trunks and now he's in a full outfit. So it's kind of crazy to see him. It's like, damn, he's wrestling in that. But it's like, it's a well, it's well, it's like you might go fight somebody. Like, hold on. I got to iron my pants. You about to go fight somebody. Yeah. But my pants is going to be ironed though. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think you're right with the 50-50 booking yet. Also, with the 205 Live, we have uh, the Cruiserweight Championship. Kalisto, the champion, versus Enzo Amore. Man, so they put the belt on Kalisto allegedly because, you know, of course, Neville walked out, but also because it would have been Eddie Guerrero's birthday, so they tried to tie it in because Kalisto was inspired by Eddie Guerrero. Which, you know, a lot of people are going to be inspired by Eddie. But, like, that wasn't in the story at all. So that was, like, backstage rumbling. But why not put that in, like, the story? Because we know Bailey and Sasha are both inspired heavily by Eddie Guerrero. And they like to mention that. And they're like, you know, Bailey's wearing Eddie's colors. Like, these are his colors. These are the colors he won the belt from Brock Lesnar with. And they mention all the time, if you're going to do that with Kalisto, why not make that part of the character? And they haven't made that part of the character now. And y'all know my feeling about Enzo. Like, fuck that dude. And um, also I'm trying to figure out, like, because I don't watch 205 Live, the whole thing was everyone in the Cruiserweight division hated Enzo Amore. Not two weeks ago, correct? Now, how the hell is it that he has a Mean Street posse? How in the hell is it he's got he's got goons if everyone hated him? Yeah. Now he's got goons? Yeah, and not just, like, two goons. He's got, like, six. Enzo talks that shit. Got people on his on his squad, you know. That's what it is. I'm not down on Enzo Amore. I think Enzo's gonna get his championship back because it's way more interesting when he has the belt. And nobody cares about Callisto. If it was Rey Mysterio, huge pop, huge ovation, huge interest. Callisto, we don't believe you. You need more people. So I mean, who wasn't underwhelmed? When they revealed the new Kurt Angle's new signee to 205 Live was Kalisto. Yeah, like, only Sin Cara is the other option that would have been like, eh, whatever. So, I mean, put the belt back on Enzo. Let him keep capping on these boys. I think it was a good way to get him off the belt and end that kind of, um, I had this stipulation thing that Enzo was using. Yeah, it was, yeah. So, that's a good way to do that. And then just have a plot him- hole. Get the, yeah, have him get the belt back, and then Kurt Angle not go for that, you know, uh, banana in the tailpipe again, and keep it moving. <laughs> so I think Enzo Amore is going to reclaim his title on some shenanigans now that he has his crew. You know? Yeah, I think it's going back to Enzo. I mean, Kalisto just doesn't really do anything. I, I guess he got neutered, man. Like He doesn't hop off the page for you. Um, no. He doesn't spring to mind easily when you think of a champion mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here watching Lucha Underground these fools are doing like 950s like Kalisto get out of here <laughs> have you oh you haven't seen Ultimate Lucha bro like they just throwing people through glass tables off the goddamn balcony like <laughs> oh man um next up next up oh my god this pause is because they're like, I don't even want to deal with this. Like, this is still going on. Like, Finn Balor, who's apparently going Super Saiyan versus Bray Wyatt. Who's apparently going RuPaul. Hey, yeah. see how the show comes together, Slam Bros. 
it all it all comes full circle. We got the Finn Balor adapting his demon persona to take on Bray Wyatt, who's utilizing the Sister Abigail persona, maybe. Because I mean, if it is Paige, then how does it fucking work as a match? It's not Paige. Is he it's just not Paige. Cross dress, and is he gonna wear like a dress? Have, have you have you have you missed the promos on Raw? It's 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 Bray Wyatt in makeup with like a veil. And I've seen put, that, like, but that's the problem. I've seen all, that. <laughs> that's like auto tune on his voice too. So there's no way uh, that they're gonna they can't like mm-hmm. actually yeah. let Bray yeah. Wyatt pull a T Pain. This is gonna happen. A RuPaul T Pain uh, psycho move. Come on, man. I, I'm just hoping RuPaul would not allow this on his show. I'm just saying. I'm hoping this is way better executed. It once it comes to fruition than what is the build has been. This this. <laughs> I have doubts, not. but <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping it's way better than what we're thinking. If, it's just... I, I'm, <laughs> if anyone's seen Drag Race, you know that like those fools on Drag Race would pull together something ten a hundred times better with like stuff out of a trash can than what Bray Wyatt has presented himself with for his sister Abigail. My thing is, are they going to do a different entrance for Bray? Is Sister Abigail going to be different? Like. All right, so years ago, I had, I, I had a treatment for if they were to reveal Sister Abigail, what she should have been. And my idea was Sister Abigail was like some cult leader down in Carolinas, in the mountains of like the Carolinas, north or south, doesn't matter. Once you're in the boonies, it doesn't really matter, down south, right? And Sister Abigail is the reason why we had Bray Wyatt, that sh- her cult status you know, you got to take on a new name, a new persona, like most cults. And that affected Bray Wyatt because he used to be Hussey Harris. So that completely writes off like, oh, that's why he's not Husky Harris anymore. Because he joined a cult and he learned magic voodoo powers from Sister Abigail. And just make a story. Like everyone in the in the mountains knows about Sister Abigail. People go, they disappear, they come back. They're not the same. And because Bray Wyatt went um, cult-like, it drove his brother Bo Dallas insane, and that's why he became overly positive, because he's trying to compensate for the loss of his brother. So, I mean, they could have worked it in. That that was my treatment. Like, all right. But the thing is, just, just don't show her. Just don't have her be a character. Then, we had last year, where she got burnt by Randy Orton. She got burnt. Maybe she wasn't burnt, or she was dead the whole time. Now she's not dead. She's a figment of Bray's imagination. Like, this, it's going to be awful. It's going to be awful. Whatever happens. I concur. So, we still have to have a prediction here. And here's the problem. Nobody wins in this scenario. Because Bray Wyatt stays taking L's. Um, Finn Balor, currently in his WWE career, the Demon has only lost to Samoa Joe in a steel cage. And that was to a second rope muscle buster. That is the only thing that has beaten the Demon so far in the WWE. What, so, was he in the Demon persona when he lost to Samoa yeah, Joe? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can't remember that. Um, yeah. I mean, um, but Bray Wyatt, which his new souped-up Sister Abigail form, do you want his new Ultimate Edition to die on its first appearance? Yes. <laughs> of course, the answer is yes. 
So I'm picking Finn Balor for the win. Who you got? Uh, Balor and his pumpkin spice latte face. It was a pumpkin spice latte face, too. <laughs> it wasn't the usual red. That's I noticed that. Nicely done. I think the next up, actually, I think is Asuka. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You're versus right. Emma. Emma's forgotten the last time she faced Asuka. She's forgotten about the last time. She She's about Oscar. to get a boot to the face as a clear reminder. All right. Because it was funny. It was funny because uh, when Asuka faced, um, yo, what's her name? Flippy Chick. Um, Emma's old sidekick. Not Ember. No, not, not Ember. No, no, not Summer Rae. Yo, um, how am I, how am I forgetting? Dana Brooke. I call myself a Dana Brooke apologist. All right. But when Oscar faced Dana Brooke, she knocked out Dana Brooke so hard, Dana Brooke had memory loss. It was a funny bit they did on NXT. And the only one who knew what happened, the only one who knew about the ass whooping was Emma. And Emma had to try and pretend like, yo, chill, chill. Oscar just whooped your ass. Like, chill, chill. Don't call, chill. You got you got a concussion, chill. Um, like, don't Emma's call forgotten that, about all that. Don't call this ass whooping down on you. <laughs> <laughs> like, Emma has forgotten all about that, and she, maybe she's suffering from memory loss, too. But I, I think we're just going to see an ass kicking. Oscar is like a combination of Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar in the women's division. You don't call her down there. She's coming. Ass whooping's coming. And it's going to be a dominant victory. So I can't yeah. wait for Oscar to debut. I, I love her uh her ring entrance. Hopefully it's gonna be even flyer than usual. Oh, she's yeah, the mask. Yo, those masks can be selling. We're gonna be seeing a lot of Oscar masks in WWE shows now. Oh yeah. You know, she's getting she's getting that merch money. So Emma finna get a, a reminder about that ass with she had in NAC. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's the next matchup? Uh, the women's championship match, Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James. Gee, I wonder who's going to win this one. Hmm. Shenanigans, no shenanigans. What are we calling here? Uh who did does she have any partners? Mia Jackson's her partner. So um, yeah, but yeah. not Nia Bay is completely protesting. I think it's just now. gonna be a clean match. Alexa's gonna get the clean victory. To make her look strong? I mean, at least uh, Alexa's going to do her normal heel stuff, but I don't think there's going to be shenanigans like a, uh, um, anybody entering yeah. in the match. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mickey James really, like, when she came in, she came in as, like, an enhancement veteran. Like, you don't really win. You just put over people. Um, I would say I like Mickey's work. She's been doing great work since she's been back. I really hate how... The women's stories, they kind of go this story all the time. The whole, like, you're old. And I'm like, yo, Mickey James isn't really that old, man. Like, like she's as old as Smell Joe, and no one's calling Smell Joe old. No one's calling Smell Joe old. No one's calling AJ Styles old, you know? Um, like, chill with that. I know there's a different standard for, like, you know, men and women, which is Jack. But, like, don't point that out. Wow. And even on Monday, they're this like. This storyline has really touched you, huh? Man, just like let them wrestle. Like I've actually enjoyed the the ageism because it's given Alexis. I mean, she's definitely had some zingers, and Mickey's handled it well. 
She looks good out there. She's doing her thing. She did the nip up. She did, you know, her kicks, her moveset. So I w- it would be great if they actually, well, not great, but it would be cool if they put the belt on um, Mickey, just kind of give her that one last little run. But Magic 8-Ball says not yeah. to be. Alexa Bliss yeah. is going to retain her title. <clears throat> give it, because um, I know they got to make Alexa look strong. She's first. She's the first dual Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion, but I it's just my personal feeling would be there would be a stronger championship match if we had a rematch between Oscar and Mickey James because they brought Mickey James back because nobody was ready for Oscar and now you're gonna tell me Alexa Bliss is gonna be ready for Oscar? No. We shall see. Alright, and then, wait, you know what? There's a distinct lack of gimmick matches on this damn pay-per-view card. I mean, you know, that's what it is. You know what, they'll probably, yeah, probably Saturday or Sunday, they'll just start changing, they'll just start adding gimmicks to these matches. It's like, oh, this is now tables match, this is now chairs match. That we Um, had no idea about before, and there had been no build-up for like Michael Cole didn't even know like Michael Cole was like they don't tell this man stuff like he was pointing out plot holes on Monday like wait a second I was like shh, shh, yo chill Michael you can get fired shh, shh, chill 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 <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> alright yo the main event a TLC match our only gimmick match apparently if my, my notes are probably wrong TLC match the newly reunited shield with combat vests versus the Miz Braun Strowman, Kane, and Sheamus and Cesaro. I would first like to say, all y'all are suckers. And y'all got fooled in the chair and Roman Reigns. How y'all feel? Y'all got tricked. <laughs> oh, man. Sierra Hotel, India, Echo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gotta love it. They actually, I gotta give it to WWE. They brought the shield back together in a way that made sense. They aligned it up, you know, lined up Dean and um, Seth, got them on track, and then pulled them into the thing with Roman, and it works. You know, it's it's no uh, faulty logic at work here. I mean, I see it as a, a, a temporary alliance, but, you know, they did the thing. Yeah, they presented an angle that, you know, they all had problems that they couldn't overcome individual, so they had to come together. Um, I'm not gonna say that they form like Volcon, Voltron because these guys clearly aren't the Wu Tang Clan, but uh, <laughs> you know, but they all have chest protectors, which gives them a uh, plus seven battle defense. <laughs> yeah, now their battle defense is now up, you know, because now they're wearing the armor again. Uh, but like you're back, they're wearing the armor. Uh, they they came through the the crowd. I was wondering when. On Raw, when Seth and Dean came out, they still came out to their individual entrance music. So I'm like, oh, so is the music on loan from Roman? Like, they can't get, like, the music unless Roman is there. And we know it's not the shield without the echo, without, like, you know, the call signs. Uh, Without that, then it's just Roman's music. And then you just boo for Roman. So, (laughs) I mean, he got a smattering of boos, but they're trying to rebuild Roman. So they're figuring hopefully by the end of the year he'll be in decent shape. If they can get some uh, some more cheers for him by the Royal Rumble, you know they might be on track. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe they don't need to break up the teams. Like you can have friends, and your friends go different ways, and y'all y'all just go different things. You know, like it's like they don't WWE have to doesn't up. even realize it. 
nowadays. You know. But my thing is like, yo, this match is overkill. Like, it doesn't need to be three on five, right? Like, realistically, like the Shield should lose a match where it's three on five, and Braun Strowman is one of these one of these people. Realistically, yeah. Um, but then you have tables, ladders, and chairs. So, so if they're gonna find a way to uh, take out Strowman, um, that would be, I guess, the best way to do it. You know, at first when Kane showed up from under the ring. I was like, man, Kane, like, don't you got, like, you got to go be mayor of a town right now. But then I stopped and I remembered, oh, Roman has been talking spicy about retiring the Undertaker. And he's been talking mad spice for a while now. So Kane's just out here to revenge his brother. So I'm like, okay, the inclusion of Kane, if they go that route, makes sense. Like, he's got to get revenge for family. All right, I'll allow this. I still don't want to see him. But logically, I can't, I can't argue against the logic. Um, but, uh, like, what the hell, man? He's gotta, he's got, he's gotta go run. He's gonna be mayor of a city. He's gonna be like Mike Haggard from, like, Final Fight. Oh, my God. He is Mike Haggard from Final Fight. He just needs an iron pole now. Mike Haggard, if you don't know, he's the mayor of Final Fight. And his finishing move is a pound driver. (laughs) Kane's about to legit be a mayor with a finishing move being a pound driver. Oh my god! <laughs> I think Kane is just on a, his um, you know, he's he's gonna be taken off to go kind of go get into politics deeper. So I think this is a good way to kind of uh, bring him back, give him his one last, you know, little uh, hurrah, and uh, maybe enter into a program with Roman um, to kind of head out the, to end out the year. But um, this match, I th- the Shield usually takes L's. But like when they took when they were battling the Wyatt family, they were taking L's left and right. But um, I think the Shield's gonna get this. Yeah, some some building the Survivor Series. Now, one of the rumors I saw was um, they brought the Shield back together for drawing because they didn't have Brock Lesnar, and then also John Cena's disappeared into the sunset or wherever John Cena goes. Hashtag uh, fuck John Cena. Uh huh. <laughs> to recharge his batteries and whatnot. So they brought him back for drawing power, and you know um, they need it. I'm just glad the Samoa Joe wasn't the fifth man because I, you know, I don't, I don't want to see Joe taking L's. So yeah, I can't wait for Joe to get back, get back to uh, handing out that sam, you know, that Samoa magic. Yo, with that finger gun, who's got better finger gun games than Samoa Joe right now? Nobody. I mean, Mick Foley was the precursor. Now you got Samoa Joe with the finger guns. Bang bang. <laughs> So, uh, all right. So let's let's okay. So probably Braun Strowman gets taken out somewhere. Of course, um, taken out. Uh, maybe the Miz eats the pin. Either the Miz or Kane eats the pin. That's what I'm. Probably the Miz. I mean, they're gonna take somebody out quickly with the uh the the, the you know the 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 three person power bomb thing. They call it the Shield Bomb now. It has it has a name. It has a name now. Yeah, whatever. We, we're not calling it that. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. I mean, I got the shield. This one should be... I'm hoping it's entertaining given the, the, the people involved. It should um, be, yeah. And they so got weapons, too? Elevated, yeah. Because yeah. Cesaro and Sheamus and um, Seth and uh, Dean have had some pretty good tag matches together for the tag championship. You add in Strowman, you add in Kane, you add in uh, Roman to the mix. Um, you know, it should make for a pretty interesting match. Overall, I don't necessarily have high hopes for this pay-per-view, but, you know, 
It may surprise me. This is like a one match pay per view. I mean, I'm waiting for Oscar, so that'll be good. But even right, two two matches that like, yeah. may be a squash. But you know, Emma might get some moves in. <laughs> Emma might get some moves in. All right, folks. Uh, yo, let us know what you think. You can find us at Slam Bros Pod on the Twitter at Slam Bros Pod. Uh, subscribe to the SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts at. Even if you're still rocking the RSS feed. RSS feed is up. Just, just Google RSS feed, fan bros. You'll find it. Um, Illa, where can people find you at? Um, they can find me at IllaYC on Twitter, at YCTheChamp on Instagram. And, uh, you know, that, that's where I'm at. I be where I'm at. But I love it when people, you know, hit me up, interact. It's always a good thing. Hope you've enjoyed this 37th, 41st episode of the Slam Bros Show. Holler at us at Slam Bros Pod. You know, follow us, share. We need friends. We need we need some loving. So, uh, you know, help us get some. Play some uh, Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah. Uh, Ghostface, t- be proud. No doubt. Uh, yo, you can find me at Bowman12L. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Also, let us know in the comments, man. What if we cut off the WWE for a month? Just Ring of Honor. Just New Japan Pro Wrestling. How's that sound to you? Do you want to see dudes headbutting each other to death? How many 450s you want to see in a row? All the 450s? Let us know in the comments. Till then, enjoy the pay-per-view. Peace. <laughs>